Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right, my friends. You've tuned in to Conservative Not Bitter Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff. It's a pleasure to be here. As Rush used to say, as long as I'm here, it doesn't matter where here is. I had to pause because I wasn't exactly sure how he said that, but I think that's how he said it. Doesn't matter where here is, although it kind of does, because I've seen a lot of stories in the news. We've we've kind of embarked, we've uh, we're now on the road with kind of phase one of of the truth tour, which um, which will have a, a couple of different components. But we're just uh, beginning the process of kind of getting out, um, and then from here we'll build upon this as we work on a few other things that we've been working on behind the scenes for some time. Anyhow, um, we are currently in Florida, which is where we'll be for the first uh, six weeks or so, I guess, of 2022. Um, I mention that because because I may, who knows, I may be having lunch down here <laughs> with one of these liberal Democrats. The, these liberal Democrats love Florida folks. AOC was down here. What, Pelosi, I think, is buying a home down here. Folks that, what, criticize DeSantis – they act as though DeSantis is Governor DeSantis is trying to kill his own citizens, even his own voters in the state of Florida because of COVID nineteen and his ineptitude and so forth. Even though, if you look at, I don't want to go through all this, but if you look, if you look at how Florida has done in comparison with other states, Florida has done better than a lot of these states, maybe even all. I, I don't have the data in front of me, but they've outperformed states that have done all these draconian measures, lockdown, masks, forced vaccinations, and all these sorts of things. But I this this is just an open invitation. If you are a liberal Democrat who wants to come to Florida, even though you go to the Senate floor, you go to social media like AOC, or uh, you know go to the old-fashioned press, you want to say some bad things about Florida, but then come down here and not wear your mask, by the way. Make sure that your city, your district, your uh, state, you stand behind these draconian measures. Come down here and party it up like AOC did. You saw this, right? AOC down in Florida, sans mask, not wearing a mask. And there was a, a tweet by is it, uh, one of Trump's advisors. I think it's court... Uh, Cortez, I think. It was one of Trump's former advisors, and he made a comment about it. Rightfully so. He had two points. One, he commented on AOC's hypocrisy, right, as as far as it pertains to wearing masks. Then he makes a comment about her boyfriend, who was with her at the time, um, wearing sandals (laughs) and showing, I forget exactly how he said it, but his uh, maybe he said gross feet or something like this. I don't. I don't remember this. Of course. Now, now we have banter back and forth. AOC is basically out there saying Republicans are all repressed sexually and they want to date her, which is <laughs> beyond laughable to me. Um, but this is this is how they the radical left takes this. Now you talk about some 
warped state of mind um, to think some innocuous comment, which, I don't know, whatever. He made the comment. Um, they're the ones that, I mean, they're, they're warped in the mind, these radicals. I'm not talking about every Democrat. I'm talking about the radicals. They are warped in the head. I mean, they really are. They see problems where they don't exist. They see solutions that will never work. They see the over-sexualization of everything, apparently. I and mean, these are some messed up messed up individuals that we have to deal with. But anyway, I would like to extend an invitation to any, any congressperson, senator, governor, whoever extends or promotes draconian measures for your citizens, your constituents back home, back in your home states. When you make your way to Florida, even though you criticize DeSantis and say all sorts of stupid things about him, and you come down here and party up and live it up with no mask and big crowds of people as AOC was caught doing on at least one occasion that I saw. I mean, maybe we should, uh, let's connect for lunch and maybe you can explain that to me and to our listeners because this, of course, is absurd. These folks, these folks have rules for you. They have rules for me. They have rules for the, well, the peasant class in America, which is us. And, of course, they have rules for themselves, which their rules are the rules don't apply, right? Climate change, you shouldn't drive SUVs. They've got multiple houses. They've got multiple cars. They've got private air jets jetting all over the world. They tell us they're doing it for using those things for a greater good. The rest of us have got to ride bicycles to work no matter the temperature, no matter the snow. Supposed Supposed to buy electric vehicles, which... I don't. If you want to buy one, great. But those, um, I, I still wonder where, where, where is the the power coming from? It's just, it's as though these folks um, seem to forget that power in in large parts of this country still comes from coal, which of course they have portrayed as evil. But it doesn't matter. They can do what they want, and you and I cannot. But anyway, I just want to extend that invitation off the top of the program. I want to also want to talk here off the top. Um, well, I guess I should mention that there was another Republic, or excuse me, representative, uh, Eric Swalwell. Remember him? Ran for president. Um, <laughs> swing and a miss, right? I mean, big time. This guy, this is the guy that was uh, with the Chinese spy, right? Eric Swalwell from the radical state of California. Um, he's out there. What's, what did he do? He Claimed last week, I'm looking at an article here in Fox News, claimed last week that Republicans have prolonged the COVID-19 pandemic, right, because of policies and so forth. Here's here's the, uh, the tweet, actually, from December 31st, which I must tell you now. I don't want to tell you beforehand. That's my, that is my birthday, so happy birthday to me on that. Thank you for this wonderful tweet, uh, Representative Swalwell. But he says this as we end... 2021 mired in a deadly pandemic you should know who has prolonged it these guys and he's retweeting a tweet made by the house judiciary house judiciary gop if i can spit that out and the tweet said this if booster shots work why don't they work which seems to me to be a very fair question uh, we're, we're told in fact rachel maddow i'm waiting for twitter to come out and censor to correct, to fact-check Rachel Maddow, who still, so far as I know, has not gone on record and corrected herself by when she said earlier last year that 
COVID-19 vaccination stopped the virus in its tracks. A person that's been vaccinated, she said, I'm not saying this. This is factually incorrect. The Twitter bots and the Twitter fact checkers and all these other so-called independent fact checkers out there should get on their uh, on their horses here and figure these things out and share it with the American people. They want us to believe that they are nonpartisan and unbiased. Well, let's report on this because what she said was factually incorrect. People with the vaccines can still get COVID-19. People with the boosters can still get COVID-19. And she was wrong on this. But anyway, they, of course, we know we know what they do. They create these rules. They create some ambiguity into what actually violates a rule, which basically comes down to Twitter's or Facebook's or whoever, whichever social media platform you're using at any given time, comes down to their discretion. And it seems to be they only have discretions with the Donald Trumps of the world, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. Republicans, people like James O'Keefe, they don't like that. They don't like James O'Keefe exposing these jokers, exposing these evildoers, exposing these people who love the darkness, who love to deceive, who love to do things when people aren't looking, who love to pretend they're doing good things when they're really doing very, very bad things. They don't like James O'Keefe for exposing it to the light. These are the folks that they target. In fact, they, they created rules specifically to stop James O'Keefe and Project Veritas from sharing videos on Twitter um, exposing these lunatics wherever they are. CNN, which has been exposed like crazy. That that place is modern day Sodom and Gomorrah. I, I don't. It's 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 a mess. I mean, we've got we've got producers who um, appear allegedly to have been engaging or soliciting. Uh, Miners for sex and all sorts of stuff like this. Multiple producers with this, right? We've seen the way that Jeff Zucker conducts his meetings, making sure that the reporters each and every day follow the narrative that Jeff Zucker wants to see portrayed on his network, which at some point, of course, is his prerogative. But don't tell us that you are there to be the most trusted name in news. Don't tell us that when you're really trying to simply advance an agenda, which is what CNN has tried to do. None of that stuff would have been made public without the likes. Of course, we all would have known, at least some of this, maybe not the child pedophilia, disgusting, evil nonsense, but we would have known that a lot of these things were going on at CNN, but now we've got the proof. And why do we have the proof? Because of people like James O'Keefe and his team of um, independent um, expose sort of journalists. So that sort of stuff has all been stopped by Twitter and Facebook because they don't want people posting videos of other folks if the other person doesn't know he or she is on on video, which is, of course, designed to prevent these videos from leaking. And look at all the people who have been exposed. I mean, from Pfizer to CNN. It's too many to count, folks. All these giants, all these folks who position themselves as some sort of a... uh, altruistic, altruistically motivated company, corporation, what have you. They've all been exposed, Planned Parenthood, by the likes of Project Veritas. So, but Eric Swalwell and Rachel Maddow, they can say and do whatever they want, of course, because they have the agenda. They have the, they have the ideology that's embraced by these lunatics at Twitter, Facebook, and the like. So the House GOP tweeted out, 
If the booster shots work, why don't they work? Which seems like a very fair question. And Swalwell wants to point out that the Republicans, or make the accusation, I should say, the Republicans are the ones who have prolonged this pandemic. He says these guys, the House GOP, they're the ones that prolonged this. The Republican liars, he writes. Your vacation canceled. Your kids back to virtual learning and back to masks everywhere. Who's doing this stuff, by the way? It's not happening in Florida. It's not happening in Indiana. Of course, I don't know what Holcomb, who knows? I, I don't even want to get on that subject. But um, there's Republicans and then there's conservatives. And I, I cannot, um, I, I won't even begin to put Holcomb in that group. And it, it, it sickens me, or I don't like to say that, but that's just the truth. Um, and Indiana was following, Indiana was following the lead of these radical leftist senator or I should say governors in the region during this COVID-19 pandemic. But who really, who's the ones that's, that's closing schools? Who's the ones that's just now getting the memo, like Joe Biden, that we need to open schools? Who are the ones that are just now saying these things? Who are the ones who are just now saying that not every child that goes to uh, the hospital who has COVID-19 is actually there because of COVID-19. Dr. Fauci said that. Now, folks, we've known that. We have said that, not specifically to children, but anyone with COVID-19. That is a true statement. It is a true statement. Just because someone, there's a difference between going to the hospital with COVID-19 or because of COVID-19. Now, there are certainly people that have gone because of COVID-19. There are certainly people who have died from COVID-19. I am not saying that that is not true. But the numbers are not accurate because we're counting i mean there are documented examples of people that died clearly of other causes that have been counted as covid19 deaths throughout this pandemic swalwell wants you to believe it's because republicans aren't in favor of wearing masks swalwell wants you to believe that it's because republicans are not in favor of shutting down schools and the country i guess or forcing vaccines he wants people to blame the Republicans. This is an election year. They know they're in major trouble. They have to change the narrative today. They know it. They are. I mean, this is like the rats running to the upper deck of the Titanic as it sinks. That's what today's Democrat Party is. And Swalwell is out there tweeting this. Now, why do I bring this up? Because Swalwell. <laughs> oh, gosh, I love this. I love this. This is in the other uh, half of the article. Swalwell was also in Florida, and there's photos of of Eric Swalwell in Florida. He was photographed maskless. Oh, my goodness, maskless. What is he doing? Now, does that mean he's prolonging by his own words, by his own rhetoric, by his own flawed logic? Is he now advancing and continuing the the COVID-19 pandemic? Is he responsible for this, photographed maskless? As he vacationed with his family in mandate-free Florida. This is according to the Fox News article. It also says here, Swalwell, who sported a polo shorts and boat shoes in the Florida photographs. Not sure why we need to know that, but I like actually like that imagery. Boat shoes. Um, he's not the only Democrat in Congress who traveled to Florida where he could escape from measures and mandates implemented by Democrat state leaders across the country amid the spread of the Omicron variant. Not only that, the New York Times. So so you've got the hypocrisy, right? And they're all coming down here to Florida. They're all taking off their masks. 
They're all living it up, partying. You got the mayor of San Francisco a few weeks, a few months ago. Remember this? She wanted to go to a, was it a Tony, Tony? Yeah, Oz, is, Oz had to tell me. Tony, Tony, Tony concert. This is, she told us. I, You know what? I wasn't wearing a mask, folks. I went to this venue, didn't wear a mask because this is a once-in-a-lifetime sort of thing. Tony, Tony, Tony got back together. And so I'm waiting for the checklist. Like, what? And I, I'm sure, I am positive there's sure some leftist that's coming up with this. If you're attending a Black Lives Matter rally, you don't need a mask because of its importance in saving our democracy. If you're going to a Tony, Tony, Tony concert, if they or any other well-known band from the 80s, 90s, whatever, if they haven't done a concert in more than five years or 10 years, then check. You don't have to wear a mask to this because that is a historic event. If it's an event where someone is uh, on stage who is well-known for promoting liberalism or the Biden agenda or trying to get Democrats to get out the vote for Biden, maybe Beyonce, Jay-Z, I don't know. These folks probably also are excused. If you go to those concerts, those events, you're probably also excused from uh, wearing a mask. But they they are hypocrites. They... (laughs) Folks, they obviously don't believe in this. There was a, pa- a photo of Maxine Waters flying on a, on a commercial aircraft a few months ago, sitting there without her mask on. But yet, every time she gets an opportunity to talk about COVID-19 and talk about masks, she talks. I mean, they, this is what they do. They lecture us. They play the game. When the cameras are out, they get their pristine little masks on because they don't wear them any other time, right? They're above the law. Nancy Pelosi, back when... No one else could get their hair cut in the city of San Francisco. She was out getting dolled up at the beauty salon or whatever she goes to. Anyway, these people are, this is what an authoritarian looks like. Rules for thee and not for me. That is who leads today's Democrat party. I wish that the rank and file in this party would listen to me on this, listen to other voices of reason and logic on this. This does not represent what you believe. This is not. Many of you are single-issue voters. Many of you Democrats are reasonable, logical people. I was raised by one. This is this does not represent you. This does not represent the person at work, your neighbor, your uncle. Now, you have the radical lunatics, which they do represent, but that is a small sliver of the American people. They don't support authoritarians. They just don't know what to do. They oftentimes don't know about it because it's not reported. When they do know about it, they feel like the hypocrisy has to be accepted because of these – they'd have to turn a blind eye to it because of the policies that these folks say that they stand for. These single issues oftentimes, union Democrats won't vote um, for Republican no matter how radical or crazy or hypocritical their person – their current congressman is because they're afraid that Republicans are going to take jobs – and crush the little man, take away the ability for the little man to make a living. People who are pro-choice think that, you know, the woman's right to choose trumps everything. It doesn't matter if these Democrats are out there being hypocritical, double standard, triple standards, whatever. They don't care, but they should. They absolutely should. I'm long in this segment. Oz is about to lose her mind over here at me. I can't say I blame her. Quick timeout is in order, my friend. Sit tight. Listen to any conservative, not better talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute.
Welcome back, my friends. By the way, program brought to you in part by our friends at iSellHealth.com. If you're looking for a private in health insurance plan, if you're looking for a, if you're an HR um, director, manager, that's a business owner, you're looking to add insurance, which right now, look, folks, I mean, if you're trying to hire people, Adding benefits, and I know it's scary for small business. I do. I get it. I have a small business. But if that's where you are in your business's growth and trajectory, trying to find some good reps, or I'm sorry, some good benefits, I should say, trying to find some good representatives, some good uh, folks to work for your company, it sometimes takes right some additional benefits, not just the salary and the wages, but also – Maybe it's time to add some benefits. If that describes you or if you're just looking to explore your options, I encourage you to reach out and talk with iSellHealth.com. Eric Wilson, who's been featured or interviewed on CBS News, Fox, NBC, ABC, knows what he's doing, helps across the not every state, but a lot of states, folks, he can provide services with, especially Indiana, of course, where we have a lot of our listeners. iSellHealth.com. Be sure to tell them you heard about them on the Todd Huff Show. So let's um, really quickly here, and I'm going to have to get to this next segment. Now, if you're not a sports fan, don't don't tune me out because there's a lesson here. There is a bigger lesson here, um, and it pertains to forced COVID vaccinations. Maybe you are in a position where your employer or, of course, the federal government, if you work at a, uh, at a business with more than 99, uh, well, 100, I guess, employees, you're going to be either forced to get the vaccine, the jab, I should say, get the jab. Don't even want to call it a vaccine. Get the jab. Get the jab. Get your booster. Get your next booster. Get your following booster. And folks, I'm not. Look, I am not even criticizing. If you get, if you think the vaccine's a good thing and you get it and you got the booster, that's fine. I'm just saying, where does this stuff, where does this stuff end? They they want to mock people who don't get the vaccine or root for them to die, which is even infinitely worse. Um, folks that have had a previous infection, they totally discount the effectiveness, how much more effective a natural, what I want to say, a prior infection from COVID-19 has in protecting people from future illness from COVID-19, even though you can have it twice. Um, It went through our household twice. Second time was easier than the first, but I, I know everybody's different. Some folks, I've had family that's ended up in the hospital. We've, everybody knows someone who has who has died or had some serious complications from COVID-19. And so I'm not mocking any of that. I'm just saying that now they're to the point where they're going to force you because that's what they say you're going to do. And by golly, you're going to do it or else. That's how government looks at this. That's how Joe Biden, that's how all authoritarians look at this. Government, my friends, is forced. There's no more, well, they're, (laughs) they're trying to act like they're persuading you, but they're really trying to force your hand. If you work at a business with over 100 employees, you're going to get pressure now from, if you've not already, which many have, you're going to get pressured to get the vaccine, yeah, the, 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 the jab by your employer, right? Because now the employer has to decide, am I going to buy tests every week? Like this adds up. 
I got to provide these tests, uh, these tests and so forth. Maybe your employer doesn't even want to require you to get the jab. Maybe he doesn't want that. Maybe she doesn't want that. But she's looking at this and says, look, my best option is to require it because I'm going to have to pay for all these tests every week. All these factors going. But they say there's one size that fits all. They know what's best. The rest of us are complete idiots and dopes who need to sit at the altar of government and worship and hang on their every word. So that's what's that's the backdrop to this. Now, I want to bring up, I said, hang in there if you don't like sports because there's a lesson here. There's a lesson here. There's a player on the Brooklyn Nets named Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a phenomenal talent. Kyrie Irving, I think, uh, from... <laughs> What I've watched, from what I've seen, I casually follow this stuff. I don't get into the NBA anymore. This is uh, this is a joke compared to the heyday of you know Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. I mean, there's tremendous talent, but these guys have no appreciation for the fan. Uh, they don't. Uh, no, a lot of them, right? I, I don't. There, there are certainly exceptions to the rule, but there's definitely a difference in intensity come playoff time versus regular season time, right? I mean, there's and there's there's an arrogance. Not, I'm not speaking universally, but this, it's a lot more of a problem in my estimation. Of course, I maybe romanticize a bit the 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 idea of what it was like watching the NBA as a as a kid growing up. So I'm not a fan of of what I've seen. I've there, there's there's a lot of very difficult players. I don't know how you coach these guys. I, I just and there's exceptions. Please misunderstand. I don't I don't want to misunderstood. I'm not saying it applies to every player. There's some good guys in the NBA, but it seems like the ones with the bigger names, LeBron James of the world, they they there comes all these other things. I mean, they are. It's almost it's it's like dealing with you're dealing with a prima donna in a lot of these cases. Anyway, Kyrie Irving is is I'm not always on board with some of the stuff that I've seen. Uh, from from him, but he's a tremendous player, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But I'll add this: he did not; he refused to get the vaccine. So I'm going to set this up, and we're going to talk about what happened after the break. So, if <laughs> the NBA basically said, if you are when you play in a, a, a particular arena, right? He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. You follow the local laws or mandates or whatever. So if in Brooklyn or New York City, there are mandates that say you have to be vaccinated to be indoors. So Kyrie Irving, therefore, had to be vaccinated to play home games, right? And so the Nets, uh, yeah, the Brooklyn Nets, sorry, it was it used to be the New, uh, what, New Jersey, New Jersey Nets. Um, but they... They said, we don't want a player that's only going to be able to play half the games because half of our games are at home and the other half are on the road. And there's other cities, too. I'm sure Los Angeles, I I would think the same thing would apply. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but I know it applies in Brooklyn. Anyway, so they said, we're not going to let him play any games. Well, he's still going to collect a paycheck. Now, he was going to collect a paycheck on the road games because... He didn't follow the rules for the local game, so they were not they were not required to pay him. They were required to pay him for the road games because he could play. Well, this now we're into I don't know forty or fifty games into the season, or halfway roughly. The Nets have decided, and this so happens to be 
last night against the Pacers. They decided to call up Kyrie Irving. Now, did anything change? Did Kyrie Irving give in? Did Kyrie Irving get the jab? Why is he able to play suddenly? I'll talk about that after the break, my friends. I think this is important. I think this is important to see what happens when you stand up um, for uh, logically for things that you believe in. So, I want to share that after the break. Sit tight. Back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. So, let's continue this situation with Kyrie Irving um, and talk about what happened here. So, he, the team, again, couldn't play him in home games per NBA rules and per the mandates or whatever is going on in in New York City, but they could play him at away games in places, in cities where there weren't, um, you know, mandates for vaccines and so forth. So the team did not want to have one of their star players, and he's an incredible talent, as I said. Not Sometimes, again, I, maybe I was a little too hard on him, last, I don't know, last segment, but I do think that these guys, a lot of these guys are difficult teammates, difficult to coach, so I'm not some... Kyrie apologist, but he decided he didn't want to get vaccinated. And whether I like him or don't like him or whether he's the greatest guy on the planet Earth or whatever, he shouldn't be forced to do this, right? I mean, this is this is craziness to me. I, I can think of nothing else that we have done this with, um, nor should we do this with. Anyhow, he's played. He played last night. He played against the Indiana Pacers, but he didn't change and get vaccinated. Instead, I think the team realized, you know what, Kyrie's Kyrie's decided he's not playing this year. He's going to take his, I think it was something like $17 million. And this is, of course, Barkley. I don't know if Charles Barkley was criticizing him, calling him a bad teammate. for. Look, he's not a bad teammate for whatever he did with COVID. If there was something, I mean, there's been other examples where I think you can make a lot better case, at least question, um you know, those things before this not getting the vaccine. If he did not want to get it, he has every right in the world not to get this. And the team relented. And now he is back on the team. And he led them much to the chagrin of Pacers fans, much uh, to a victory last night over the Pacers. Another story, a side story with that. One of my all-time favorite pay. <laughs> Pacers is back in town. Lance Stevenson. I know some of you think, what in the world? But Lance Stevenson to me, the guy is sold out to basketball. He's sold out to basketball in Indiana. A lot of that has to do with Bird and those early teams that he was on. But he's back. They just signed him. I think they signed him to like, they signed him to one of these 10 day, I don't know, it was a short contract. He played last night, scores 30 points. 30 points. (laughs) I don't even know. I know he was playing in China some time ago. I don't even know if he's back in town. I don't want to get too much into sports. But since I was talking about this game, I have to mention Lance Stevenson. And uh, I just, I love, he's one of my, he, he is one of my favorite players who's ever played for the Pacers. Any guy that rides the pony down the court after scoring a basket who blows in LeBron James' ear, this to me is entertaining. I, I might suddenly have a renewed interest in, in the Indiana Pacers. I don't know. But Lance is back in town. But the, the bigger part of this is for those who are concerned, who don't want to be forced to get vaccinated, 
I think this should give you hope because I think, you know, in your own particular places of work, um, if folks stick together and if these companies see that the risk is uh, that the negatives are larger than any positives they would get from from forcing folks to be vaccinated, they will rethink this. The, the, new, uh, the, the Brooklyn Nets did. NBA team who's out there trying to virtue signal for the rest of the world. They capitulated. They gave in. They needed some W's, and so they brought one of their best players back. So, anyway. Um, and not only that, and I guess I could get to this next segment, but we'll talk about what some other folks around the world, just as our, our nation is making Omicron, again, for some people, all these variants are a problem. But in general, Omicron is not as bad as... Uh, some of the experts had predicted. And, in fact, there's other government officials around the world who are heads of uh, you know, health and human services sorts of equivalents around the world who are saying this may actually be the end of the pandemic. So we'll talk about that when we get back. Sit tight, my friends. Back in just a minute. back my friend so i mentioned before the break there's two well there's actually two things i want to get to here this segment really quickly number one is that some nations around the world their health officials are now coming out and saying that um we may be seeing the end of this global pandemic so i'm looking at the daily mail uh, website here headline denmark health chief says omicron is bringing about the end of the pandemic and quote we will have our normal lives back in two months now i'm going to pause i'm not saying so she's she's speaking about it first of all she's in denmark second of all you know not here second of all she is talking about it from a scientific perspective right in other words um you know things she's saying are going to improve because of what omicron actually is which is a much milder form of covid19 than previous variants and it's also very contagious so more people are catching the virus and so more people are going to have the best form i mean according to the study a study from israel the best form of protection against reinfection from covid19 is a previous infection doesn't mean that the vaccines don't provide protection. Doesn't mean that they don't help against having extreme uh, reactions or, or uh, what I want to say, uh, adverse reactions, I guess, to the virus or things become hospitalizations become likely and uh, even even deaths uh, in, in some people. It does mean that because it's a milder form of disease, again, people will get it. People will spread it. It's supposed to be. You know, they, they say it's very contagious. And so I actually saw one uh, scientist predicted th- that I think it was 3 billion people. Now, I'm not saying this is true or not. I'm just saying I saw this. One scientist uh, said that 3 billion people would contract COVID-19 within something like the first two or three months of 2020, or 2022, I should say. Anyway, um, and if and if it's not as deadly as before, then people can produce antibodies without, you know, going to the hospital 
and and dying. Plus, if we improve treatments, which I've always it's perplexed me from day one why the only solution was was vaccines when we clearly have treatment regimens that uh, regimens that work. Anyway, that is what I wanted to share. On top of this, I saw this in where did I find this? This was a uh, oh, not that's not that article. Bear with me here. Grab the wrong one. Here it is. Hotair.com. Hotair.com. I want to give credit where credit's due here because um, I read this column sometimes from David Leonard in the New York Times. I did not read it. I actually read the synopsis of it. So we actually have David Leonard from the radical left New York Times, and he's leftist. I mean, very far left, maybe radical left. Very, you know, not someone who's been, I don't know, pro all the stuff vaccines shut up from what i can uh from what i recall anyway but he says this here omicron has changed the calculation because it is milder than earlier versions of the virus covid now appears to present now get ready for this it's the new york times now covid appears now appears to present less threat to most vaccinated elderly people than the annual flu does so they're out there now admitting that this thing is not as dangerous and as deadly as it once was, and the hype um, should decrease on this. Now, of course, there's other factors to consider, including that we have authoritarians in our position in government who may not be prepared to accept this, although we know that if the polls tell them otherwise, that they will turn on a dime, they couldn't care less. For some of these folks, as sick as it is, it has only been about, I'm not saying every person, but for some of these folks, it's always been, everything is always politics. Even life, it's, it's sad, saddens me to say, but even life and death for some of these jokers uh, comes down to a political calculation. It should never be the case. And for those who make that decision, they should never be within a bazillion miles of any public office. Quick time out, my friends, back in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. All the time that we have today. I hate to say it, but that is just the way that it works out. There's only so long that we can that we can do this. But as you well know, you can always listen to the podcast. If you missed any of this or previous episodes, just search the Todd Huff Show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts and we'd love to connect with you there. Also, you can Send me questions, emails, comments, thoughts, Todd at ToddFShow.com. Always a pleasure to hear from you whenever you get a chance to do that. Respond as quickly and as frequently as I can. Folks, it's been a pleasure as always. Have a great day. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care. Has it